0: On this episode of HBOF, we'll be discussing a film where two magic users wrestle over the fate of a young person with burgeoning powers that could help one of them save the world and the other destroy it. But wait, Captain Cash, you say. Multiverse of Madness was a smash hit and doesn't have Nicolas Cage. You're absolutely right, dear listener. Tonight, we are discussing 2010's The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Pops. Hello, hello, and welcome to the 156th episode of Hops and Box Office Flops. This is our final episode in our Hops and Cage Match Flops series, where we've been taking a look at the lesser financially successful works of one Nicholas Kim Coppola, a.k.a. Nick Cage. For this final installment, we are discussing the Sorcerer's Apprentice. I am Captain Cash, and I am pleased to have with us the Prime Merlinian and Nick Cage Apprentice, the Thunderous Wizard. Knuckle bump gentlemen. <laughs> put put down your knuckle bumps. Put 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 them down. Terrible. It's not the end of the world. It's the only time with this you. And fresh from doing a dime in the Han Dynasty urn, Chumpzilla. No oh, man, these are old man shoes. <laughs> I don't even know what that they weren't new balances. What does that even mean? I mean, they look like sensible dress shoes to me, but I just whatever. Maybe a little pointy. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and B-O-Thops, and Wabam Entertainment can be found at W-O-B-A-M-E-N-T. The movie that we are discussing tonight is currently streaming on Disney+, Plus, but is available to rent on a number of platforms. Chumpzilla, is this on Tubi?
1: I don't believe so.
0: Not on Tubi. All right. Uh, Just worth a check. I
1: think this is currently on sale on Vudu, and you can buy a couple of movies for like $9.99. So it's kind of a steal, in my opinion.
2: $9.99, like as an American dollars? Yep. Ooh, this always... movie would
0: cost $9? No. Like, when you say a couple of movies, you get this and a yeah, couple more. You, this
1: and there's like other choices of other mediocre movies that I jump on these deals whenever I see them. So,
2: Let me ask the question here, because I'm a dinosaur. When you do that on Voodoo or whatever... Can you like download them and store them on an external hard drive? Like, can you actually you can. own it? Okay, Oh, good. yeah.
1: You can download okay, That makes them. sense. You can oh, download. Yeah.
2: Okay, good. Good, good, good. That makes more sense. I feel more comfortable with that. Now, I thought like it's just like you had access to it until voodoo goes under and then you lose your purchases. Honestly, no, you can...
1: the only thing that's ever going to happen to me is the government's definitely going to start checking around when they keep seeing all these terrible purchases, like
2: either oh. I've been killed and buried somewhere. Oh, no. You're on a list. Yeah. You're on a list for sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I got nothing to add. All right, moving on. <clears throat> the beer for tonight, as w- before we jump into this wizard's duel, we are imbibing Stone Brewing's Japanese Green Tea IPA. This is a limited brew IPA and hits like lightning from a Tesla coil with an ABV of 10.1%. It's got a full body and some strong herb notes with just a hint of matcha on the finish. Gentlemen, do you have your beers? I do indeed. All right, excellent. So just as a reminder, we have our standard rating system. We rate the beers one to three movies being how many bad movies would we sit through to drink this beer? Chumpzilla, how do you feel about this?
2: Um, yeah, I know this is labeled as an IPA, but uh, I'm not sure what to do with it. It's definitely herbal. I don't get a lot of citrus or even pine. It's like the standard IPA hops notes I'm looking for here. Um, it's a little bitter. Um, I get a hint of like a maltness to it. I, I don't really taste the green tea. There's something in this aftertaste. Um, it doesn't have a lot of head. It doesn't have a lot of lacing. I can't even really describe it. Um, I don't find it to be all that pleasant. Although I will say this. It doesn't taste all that boozy. I don't taste the booze. That's the best thing I can say about it. So I'm going to give this a trailer. Like I will, I will pound this in the, during the previews and then move on to something more of my liking. But uh, you know, whatever. Fair Any enough. may vary. Cheers.
1: Yeah.
0: Fair enough. Thunderous Wizard. What is your rating for this beer?
1: Yeah, I, I'm kind of with Chumsella. Uh, it's not my choice IPA. I think it's interesting. I'm glad I've sampled it. I'd give it one to one and a half bad movies. Uh, I could probably like. I think I'm like the further I dive into it, I'm gonna like it a little bit better. But it also is very strong. So. That's going to limit my mileage here.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I really enjoy this beer, but at the octane level it's at, I can have about two and then things start going downhill real fast. So I could probably sit through maybe one, one and a half bad movies for this beer. Not because I don't like it, just because if I did more than that, I'd wind up dead. Brave man, Captain Cash. Brave man. Got to know what I like, you know? So let's talk the movie. Uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice was directed by John Turteltaub, who also directed both National Treasures and The Meg. And while this is the first time we've examined his work on the pod, I'm sure you'll be back, Johnny. So we'll look forward to seeing you soon. Uh, this film was produced by Jerry. Look, I made a billion-dollar franchise out of a theme park ride and a weird actor, and I could definitely do it again with a cartoon short and another weird actor, Bruckheimer. The film, like all of our Hops and Cage match flops, stars Nicholas Cage as Balthazar Blake, the sorcerer part of *The Sorcerer's Apprentice*. That apprentice, Dave Stutler, is played by Canada's own Jay Burchell. Alfred Molina is on hand to menace the duo as Horvath, the evil wizard and Balthazar's frenemy. Sorcerer enemy. Sorcerer enemy. I like that. There we go. Teresa Palmer is Becky Barnes. No, not the Winter Soldier, but Dave's love interest. Speaking of love interests, Balthazar's is played by Monica Bellucci. Uh, the film's bigger bad is played the, by the Borg Queen herself, Alice Krieg, uh, the big bad being Morgana Le Fay, and our tertiary antagonist and foil to Dave, Drake Stone is played by the worst goddamn version of Dr. Doom ever, Toby Keble. Welcome so back, back to back the to pod. The
2: yeah, yes. well, welcome back, Toby, uh. And wearing a killer pair of heels too.
1: Wow! Very clearly, Toby Kebbell is Chris Angel. Yes. Uh, oh yeah.
2: <laughs> but which I, I thought
1: that was rather clever. I did yeah, appreciate I, that. I enjoyed
2: the reference in 2010. That was an excellent reference.
1: I feel really bad for Toby Kebbell. He's like a good actor that's in so many bad things, and also like his Koba, great. And I oh I didn't yeah know this, but he did all the mocap for King Kong and Skull. Island. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
2: Here's what I really took away from his performance in this movie. He played into that character 110%. And I'm like, that dude's got some range. Between the mocap work he did for King Kong and in uh, World of Warcraft, or Warcraft, whatever that movie was called. I'm like, that dude seems like he made legit. He's kind of like a baby Andy Serkis.
0: A little bit. What I'm hearing is he's in a lot of bad movies that aren't bad because he's not trying hard enough.
2: Right. I think, is, I think the guy just needs a break. Somebody's going to get a Toby Kebbell vehicle. They got to find something to do with that guy.
0: I guess my question is, is he his generation's Nick Cage? No, no. So, I'm just
2: saying that guy's got talent that's not getting used. Yeah. They got to find a role for that guy that, that he can get some more praise for it. something that doesn't stink. Like, he's a bright spot and stuff that stinks. I mean, now that's kind of damning with faint praise, but still, I'm like, you know what? That dude can, that dude can act.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I, we're, we're going to talk about the movie and how it, it did not do well, and I don't think any one of us loves it, but I don't think I'm laying that at the feet of any of the actors.
1: No, no, it's the uh, editing, for sure. The editing and the writing and the pacing
0: is, is yeah. bad.
2: We'll get into right. it later, but I think you could put some of this on
0: Nick Cage. I don't I I don't know that I agree, but bite your
1: tongue.
2: For this is a bit of a subdued performance from him where he probably could have chewed a lot more scenery and it would have been just fine. But moving on, let's go.
0: Well, the film was released on July 14th of 2010 and finished third in its opening weekend behind Inception and the first despicable me, The Minions Will Get You. On a budget of 150 million, the movie pulled in a domestic box office of only 63 million. Not great. It fared much better internationally, and after the DVD sales, the film ultimately pulled in around 264 million. So, it kind of made its money back eventually. Sure.
2: I mean, and rental, uh, a cable, I'm sure they came somewhere in the realm of not losing money on it. Maybe, Yeah,
0: maybe. Even- eventually. But critics were not kind to Sorcerers, and it sits at 40% on Rotten Tomatoes and didn't fare much better with audiences with a score of 53%. Mm-hmm. IMDb calls this movie Balthazar Blake, an apprentice to the legendary magician Merlin. Must train his old teacher's successor, an introverted but resourceful physics prodigy in the art of sorcery to prevent the return of Morgana Le Fay. Which it kind of makes the sorcerer's apprentice sound like it's Nick Cage with that t- with that expression. I don't I'm like, okay, sure. But Chumzo, let us hear your one-sentence description. Disney wanted that Harry Potter money. Take the Harry Potter money, take the Lord of the yeah. Rings money, just magic, something.
1: All right, mm-hmm. Thunder's Wizard,
0: what do you got? Wizard shit.
1: Uh, I was going to say Harry Potter and the Silver Dragon Ring of Merlin, eh?
0: Eh? <laughs> oh, Jay. Yeah, I, I like Jay Burchell. I think he's good in most stuff. He was fine in this, yeah. Yeah. I would call this Tesla coils. How do they work? They're
2: probably magic. I'm I pretty think. sure that's how they power the magnets in the fast... You know uh
1: fast yeah, nine the, the science behind the music that he's playing in his uh his shark cage makes about as much sense
2: clearly this is clearly leading to a job with uh Oscorp and this is this is what leads to electro
1: oh yes electro That's yeah. where this is going
2: yeah Jamie Foxx totally. in the sequel in the sequel Jamie Foxx is the janitor in that
1: one thing in the, for sure, the Fantasia room Jamie Foxx couldn't kill Jay Burchell's Dave because his the soles of his old man shoes are not rubber, or he could kill him. He could kill him because mm-hmm. he shoes his Adidas for
2: yeah yeah for the leather soled old man shoes yeah, yeah yeah bad it's wet it's wet in there it's wet in there too and the movie makes it very clear electricity is a sorcerer's weakness or something
0: so Electro would totally smoke his ass. I feel like the movie makes a lot of things clear that are not clear. <laughs>
2: I, it's you know what I give it some credit because it does the same thing they tried to do with Thor in the MCU, uh, you know like yeah magic yes. technology it's all kind of the same if you look at about a year early angle, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. what
0: is what is your sorcery but my science and vice versa yeah no exactly. I, I'm not buying that fine not,
2: you know that's not the worst part of the writing in the movie but
0: yeah anyway, true.
2: they they, they, tr- they tried a thing and okay yeah fine uh, kind of works
0: yeah yeah all right anyway. So jumping into the plot, uh, this movie opens with a double prologue. That's right, exposition so nice, they did it twice. In the first (laughs) prologue, we learn that Nick Cage's Balthazar is one of three apprentices to Merlin, yes, like the King Arthur Merlin. Uh, One of the three, Molina's Horvath, betrayed the others to Morgana Le Fay. Now,
1: I have a question here. This prologue
0: is horrific. It is not good. It is so
1: choppy and so fast and so disposable was this something you think was added
0: this had to have been tacked on
1: after test screenings
0: yeah there's no way this wasn't tacked on because it it is,
1: is a hot mess
0: it like and it and it almost all gets covered somewhere else later in the movie
1: which is like why do we need this if not for somebody writing on a note card like i didn't get it what's going on here yeah it's like i don't know idiot pay attention he shows you pictures of everything that happens later
2: yeah, I, I you know I didn't feel that way. I felt like this was probably a Nick Cage decision because this was a Nick Cage kind of passion project. I feel like he wanted a period scene in it. Now, wow. could you have done? Could you done it a flashback later instead of showing the pictures? Could you done a quick flashback? Maybe could you done a stylized flashback, like in a different you know sepia toned you know kind of thing or something like that?
1: I don't, I don't know. know, but uh... I, I
2: don't feel like this was tacked on. I feel like again, this was a decision they made. An animated um,
1: flashback, since this is inspired by a classic animated movie, perhaps that could have
2: stylized animated. That could have worked. I, I, I didn't really bother me, but I, I want everyone to note: you do get some like medieval text uh, images, uh, you know, of the characters drawn in like that medieval like uh, manuscript style and illuminated
0: manuscript. Come, yeah,
2: illuminate. Thank you. That was I couldn't think of it, but that's what I was going for. This will come up later. These were actually pretty good. I actually enjoyed that. I, I, I liked the likenesses of the characters in that. Like they actually looked like they put some effort into doing that. So that's why, personally, I don't think this was an afterthought. But that drops off later. And when that comes up, I'll mention it. Let's keep going. Okay.
0: Well, so we learned that Molina's Horvath betrayed the others to Morgana Le Fay. Morgana kills Merlin, but is stopped when Bellucci's Veronica absorbs Morgana into her body and Balthazar traps them both in a rusting. In a Russian nesting doll called the that, Grimhold. Okay, it's not the Darkhold. Yeah, Grimhold. not the Darkhold. That's Multiverse of Madness again. The Grimhold, because it holds hold grim things in it.
2: Yeah, so did anybody research this? Because I, I didn't. Were no. Russian nesting dolls a thing in the uh, Arthurian times?
0: I mean, in so much as wizards were, I'm, I'm letting it slide.
2: Okay, cool. Cool, cool, and cool. I mean, it made It seemed terms. like a weird plot device to me to have a very specific vessel for the spirits of the evil wizards, but I don't know. whatever. I, I, I thought, it, it, I thought I it was, was a fun plot it.
1: device. Yeah, I liked it. I like yeah. that the nesting the nesting dolls look like the characters. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Melina nesting doll. I'm also a huge fan of when they both get trapped in the ancient Chinese thing.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, we're so, we're going to get there.
1: Yeah. So hold on.
2: I have a comment on that when it comes up. All
0: Moving right. on. Merlin, with his dying breath, makes Balthazar swear to search for his successor, the Prime Merlinian, as they are called, which that's kind of fine. Groan. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, But one person is the Prime Merlinian is the one person prophesied to be able to defeat Morgana. Balthazar is given a dragon ring that will identify said Prime Merlinian and then searches the world for a thousand years to no avail. Cut to the year 2000. In the year
3: 2000,
0: little little bit of a Conan reference for you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find Dave Stutler, a precocious ten-year-old with a sweet bulldog, on a field trip to Manhattan. He gets separated from his group when he chases a note from his crush Becky into Balthadar's shop called the Arcana Cabana, which I I, I love the name of him, his shop. That's spectacular. No notes. Nailed it in one, guys. (laughs) No. (laughs) Nailed it. Yep. Yep. Uh, Balthazar presents Dave with the ring, which animates and curls around his finger, identifying him as the prime Merlinian. You're a wizard, Dave. (laughs) It just doesn't. You're you're a wizard, Dave. It's not quite the same, (laughs) is it? No. (laughs) Uh, Balthazar excitedly runs off to go get Dave his book of spells, leaving a precocious 10-year-old, in a shop full of dangerous, magical
2: artifacts. And he leaves him with the magic ring that, yeah, that effectively which, amplifies his un, unknown powers at the time.
1: Listen, yeah. dude's been searching for a thousand years. He's friggin' tired, okay?
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I can see in the moment how you'd make this mistake. But Dave manages <laughs> to find the Grimhold where beyond Morgana herself, Balthazar has managed to trap several other evil wizards, including Horvath. uh, And Dave accidentally opens it and Horvath is released. Uh, QA wizard fight, which I mean, beyond a lot of shooting energy at themselves, there is a a little bit of a sword fight with a suspended with a animated sword. So that was Mm -hmm,
3: kind of, the
2: only thing that really struck me about this is I'm always surprised When one of the people in this kind of like you know supernatural battle resorts to fire indoors, it's like "Ah, that's really not a great strategy because it's going to end poorly for both of them. You better make sure you're the one with the exit to your. I was going to say, not if I'm closest to
0: the door. It's not.
2: I mean, there's a lot of strategy involved. To just go straight fire without even knowing where the exits are because that was Molina's first time in the building, so he did uh, not he did not know how to get out of there. He's like,
1: well, I'm just going to burn this mother down. He, uh, I did read they used a lot of practical effects for this movie because they wanted the magic to feel real. So yeah. you know
2: what I, I will say, I, this movie, I'll give it credit because you do see some of the practical effects on screen. Some yeah. of it looks very real. In fact, my my daughter was watching this with me, and she kept asking, "Daddy, is that real? Is that are those? We'll get to the wolves, but are those things real? I'm like, I I I think so. Well, mostly, yeah.
0: I feel like mostly, mostly,
2: mostly, yeah. I'm like, I, I think so. Like, wow."
0: Uh, so in an effort to save everyone, Balthazar traps both himself and Horvath in a Chinese urn, which will hold them for 10 years before it releases him, uh, which is good because now we don't have to ask questions like, where was Balthazar on 9-11 and could a wizard have stopped it?
2: Yeah, and where were the minions? Um, but <laughs> So this is my big issue. We had these nice uh, illuminated uh, manuscript pages at the in the prologue. Yeah. And then we see once they're trapped in that Chinese urn, we see the likenesses of Balthazar and Horvath. And I have a problem with the way they pronounce Horvath throughout this film. It feels like every time they say Horvath, they're slurring it. I'm like, wait, wait, what? Horj? What? Anyway. So you get these nice pictures early on, and then they they zoom in on a, like that likeness of them on the urn, and it looks like that 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 guy that said he could restore that fresco in Italy, <laughs> and then like oh, he Jesus. just kind of yeah. yeah he just kind of like uh, you know crayoned it on there I'm like that doesn't look like Melina no. and Cage. It was like the weirdest awkward. I'm like, did they not have the same people that did the stuff before to do that? Because that sucked. They're like it I was will, almost comically bad. It they stuck got, out. To uh, me.
1: I will suffer no insults about about that uh shell silverstein painted those
0: <laughs> i the, do not believe that even that's, a little
1: no that's the art style of, the,
2: of their two characters Shel the silverstein air. also wrote cover of the rolling stone
0: for uh Doctor dr
2: hook, hook, hook and the yeah, yeah there
0: you go well so dave wrote, runs away entire,
2: actually he wrote their entire first album
0: huh good yeah, him. Yeah, yeah moving on well, uh, in in his escape, Dave gets a jar of water spilled on him where it looks like he peed his pants and the entire class just gives it to him to the point that this is a traumatic event in his life. Yeah.
2: Well, if peeing your pants is cool, consider me, Miles Davis.
0: I mean, I, what is cooler than Miles Davis? Uh, Frank Sinatra. I get David. Yeah, I don't know. Either way, Dave is super cool. Apparently, because, man, mm-hmm. it looked like he did his pants. Cut to 10 years later, uh, Dave is now a physics student slash TA. Uh, still has a sweet bulldog, though. Don't worry, though. The bulldog only shows up one more time and is not plot relevant at all. Uh, still a good bulldog, though. Uh, he bumps into Becky, who is in his class. She's a DJ at a college radio station, and they hit it off after Dave fixes her AV equipment uh dave's focus however has to be on fixing his tesla coils which are his project to be able to graduate uh and i guess it's because he can make them play music that'll come up later
1: doesn't make a whole lot of sense that he's the ta and she's seemingly in this freshman class but they're the same age. but regardless
0: regardless. again not that kind of movie you're thinking too hard already at the same time, both Horvath and Balthazar are released from the urn. They both immediately seek out David, and Horvath gets there first. He summons wolves to chase David, but he is rescued by Balthazar, doing his best Harry Dresden, riding astride a giant metal eagle he created from the Chrysler building. Which, that effect never worked for me. I just, I don't know.
1: Um, that, that was one, okay. That was fine. Uh in the realm of the the editing issues, that was not the one where I was like, okay, this is abrupt and strange now. Yeah, but, and, and I feel like they did they did use
2: a full CGI version, and I feel like there was also like a partial, like they had like the front third of that practical bullshit. Yeah. Like
1: Nicholas Cage in some, still owns some, that thing; he rides it everywhere. I,
2: well, I can only assume so.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, you don't want to just like that's not a one time thing. You you have that I, thing I, like that to show it off.
1: And I also feel that might have
0: been
2: like a Lord of the Rings dig, like he
1: rode well. the eagle. Well, guaranteed, he would have gotten the fucking ring to Mordor in no time flat.
2: Just
0: blown it straight there. Yep. His sweet Dodge Charger. So, after having watched two prologues for exposition, Balthazar then gives Dave the exposition of what is going on, what will happen if Morgana is released, which is she will cast The Rising, a spell which she will use to destroy the world. He also gives Dave the ring, because all sorcerers have to use a ring to cast their spells and normal people aren't supposed to know about magic.
1: They do a really shitty job of not letting ordinary people know that there's magic. Yeah, I'm just and, throw that out. And there.
0: why do they not want to let normal people know there's magic? This feels very much like a well, normal people don't know that Harry Potter in Harry They're Potter Muggles. normal people don't know that there's magic. so yeah. they can't know that there's magic yeah. here either.
1: Also I have some very high criticisms of Morgana's spell which apparently requires satellite dishes
0: and, would... and skyscrapers. Yeah. So how are we going to pull uh... that off in uh, 900 AD Morgana?
2: Well, again, it's that weird concept emerging science and, or technology and magic. It's like she uses what's available. I'm sure she would have used some other, like, pr- you know, dark aged or middle aged amplification. My theory was mountains <laughs> and mirrors. Yeah, mountains and mirrors or some sort of runes or p- places of power. But now today we have technology. So she uses that. Yeah, I, didn't that. I, 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 I didn't have a huge issue with that. I mean, it seemed very
0: Ghostbusters to me. Yeah, like I can it, kind of see that.
2: Like, you know, I didn't have a problem with it. But um, what I will say is at this point, after you have the, the train, track, wolf fight and all that. Yeah. The magic fights start already feel a bit repetitive.
0: There's there's not, a lot not, of...
2: There's a lot of just like Hadoukens back and forth.
0: Yeah, th- there's a lot of like, we're shooting lasers at each other, but it will be augmented by like one other spell we haven't done before we'll yeah.
2: slightly raise the stakes but it's yeah, never a yeah. big wow moment and i do i do have to give molina and cage some credit at this point i don't think i saw either one of them visibly mouth pew 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 while they yeah. were doing it which i i would i would have struggled with myself
0: that's fair i listen that they are trained professional actors for a reason uh, Balthazar is able to locate the Grimhold using magic. Uh, it is conveniently in Chinatown though. Horvath is able to get there first and release releases the next evil wizard in the doll, who is a Chinese elf looking dude. And look, I, I I'm a white guy sitting here with two other white guys. I'm not going to say it's racist, but it felt a little racist, <laughs>
2: It, it was a little bit of a character, sure. It really was. Uh, and also, the they, that they, just, didn't give, they didn't give the guy any
1: lines. They don't do. He anything had no lines. He looked wizards. the most alien of all the wizards. Yeah. Like there's two other wizards, and they both serve no real purpose. Yeah. It, so, and that's what I, I when I talk about writing and editing, this movie clearly maybe there was more for this person, but you don't get it, and it's just like okay, he's dead now. See ya.
0: Yeah. We're Look, in Chinatown. Had, let's uh, let's have him fight the Chinese wizard. Oh, and he had, a, he, had okay. cool, he had a cool power set. Like, yeah, I, I just something's like an evil that, dragon.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like they should have given the guy a little bit more character development, other than being like a silent, like mindless killer. Like, they could have given that guy a little more something to do because he was visually yeah. interesting. I think that's the problem. He was visually interesting, but yeah, it was just kind of he was a throwaway character.
0: Yeah, very much so.
1: That's the big problem. with the movie in general is like it it kind of short changes a bunch of the cool ideas it has
0: it, it no, really does
1: and honestly even though
2: like obviously molina's horvath is the main villain that we spend the most time with and we do eventually he picks up uh, uh drake or you know uh, keville's character at some point you don't spend a whole lot of time with the villains
0: i will say that molina is memorable as horvath and he's he's fun I liked I I, liked Molina's turn.
1: I like uh, every bit of repartee between him and Nicolas Cage. I actually like this movie quite a bit. So I I think it's just dumb fun. I think it's a it's a fun bad movie. It's a
2: it's a popcorn movie for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying. But they could have spent more time with Molina and maybe had like him communicating with Morgana. Like they could have just developed the villains a little more, just to give them a little more depth.
1: Again, um, because, she's, a, but, uh, she's an afterthought. She just well,
2: appears it, and poof at the end. Yeah, uh, and, but even that, even that Cage, you know, he basically just spends most of the movie dumping exposition and cheesy advice on Dave. That's like a even give, big part of it. They don't even, even like, as far as character development goes for Cage's character, there really isn't any. You know, he just sort of pines after that chick abstractly, and you, like you're told he does, but. You don't really see him, like, struggling with it at all.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, and we're we, going to jump we, into more of that kind of stuff. As, sure, as, but as, you, but, as, plot, but as but. you've
2: indicated, yeah, but Captain Cash, as you've indicated, we get more time with Dave and his love interest.
0: That's yes. definitely the
2: emotional through line of the movie is Dave and his love
0: interest. Yes, very much so. Becky Barnes, not the Winter Soldier. Uh, no, the good news yeah. is the, they manage to defeat the evil wizard. Um, they get the grim hold back, and then they pose as cops to cover it up. Which, Which was I don't know. Th- the best gag in the entire movie. Right I was pretty there. entertained.
2: Best joke. best joke in the whole movie. That was fantastic.
0: Yeah. Horvath, however, escapes. Uh, Dave agrees to be trained by Balthazar and, uh, in his Tesla coil lab, and we get the standard training montage that is associated with this film. And it kind of feels like at this point, the movie grinds to a halt and doesn't know where it's supposed to go. It takes a break. It takes a break in the middle. Yeah, like if you needed to pee... Here's not a bad time to do it. Yeah. Uh, Dave learns to block fire, throw Hadoukins. Meanwhile, Horvath seeks out a modern evil wizard, which are called Morganians. So the good ones are called Merlinians. The bad ones are called Morganians. I, I don't hate that idea, but the way it's presented, I do hate.
2: I but it makes know. no sense. It's just like
0: what? Okay, go. Just, sure. Just there's there's one. Why not? I mean, yeah. I mean, yin and yang, right? Yeah, it's fine. Good sure. Why not? Yep. yep. Sure. Uh, He finds Toby Kevill's Chris Angel Mind Freak parody, Drake Stone, which interesting point to your yin and yang. Both Drake Stone and Dave Stutler are D.S. names, which if you say it quickly enough, sort of sounds like Disney, doesn't it? Doctor Strange or that
2: I I wish that I wish they had been like they'd known each other or something. It would have been more interesting if they had. Crossed paths or something I think that that would have been interesting. Like had he found him and like, oh yeah, you know, there was a little connection. bit more of a
0: uh, an actual foil. But yeah. uh Drake Stone is an actual magic user posing as a stage magician, which again that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, Dave began seeing Becky despite Balthazar's disapproval because magic requires focus. You got to focus to be able to do this because being a Jedi involves being detached from you know, yes, relationships. Exactly. So, yeah. Despite the fact that Balthazar himself co- obviously did not follow those rules, though perhaps that's why.
2: Again, that would have been an interesting bit of character development for him to see him struggling with that,
0: but we don't. We do not. That is correct. Um, and Dave shows Becky his Tesla coils that can play secrets by one <laughs> Oh Republic, yeah, he did. <laughs> which, <laughs> I mean, it might as well happen. Sure, that's fine. That's a thing that happened. We were all there for it. Cool. Yeah, cool. Cool Cool. Yeah. Horvath and Drake confront Dave at his school, including a Star Wars nod in a time before Disney owned Star Wars, which is kind of cool. And uh, Horvath gets some really intense queer coding in this scene, like (laughs) rubbing his, his staff that has the head of, which is, the head of the staff is his ring where he casts spells from, just real hard against Dave's cheek and lips, and I'm like, I, what? Am I... Like I, like, I was sitting there with my wife. I'm like, you're seeing this, too, right? You, hey, this isn't I, just me. I
2: wouldn't call that queer coding. I would he calls just him call darling.
0: That, oh, I would darling.
2: Just, I would just consider that to be very strange. <laughs> it's like, I, th- I, I think it was meant to be menacing, but I'm like, that's a little odd. Because as far as queer coding goes, I'm sorry, but... Uh, uh, drake stone to me seems to be the more uh uh, the more like uh androgynous of the group
0: i mean fair enough yeah i
2: mean i mean because they even go as far as like pointing out that the painted fingernails is his giveaway at some point
0: yeah that uh, that comes up when he pretends to be dave at one point to to trick balthazar Uh, but but anyway balthazar does show up says the dave uh
2: in another, what now becomes like our third derivative magic fight. Yeah. And this one even recycles something we've seen before,
0: I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it will, it will come up later. This is where they talk about oh, the Hungarian the, mirror trap. Yeah, that this, comes this up in the, the magic first, car chase. Uh, that's yeah. right. That's right. I, I the, was thinking the about The trick's uh, cool.
2: It is. It is. It, the first time it's cool. I was thinking about the picture trick on the train tracks. This time it's the mirror trick. Sorry. Yes.
0: Uh, but with the Dave save, Balthazar and Dave go back to the tesla coil lab slash wizard training space uh where balthazar then tells us everything that we learned in the first prologue hooray more exposition <laughs> uh, re- and he's re- he's reinforcing the story here are the stakes here's what happened again one more time in case you missed it the two other times we told you what it was uh dave does the enchant the mops thing because that was in the original sources apprentice and that has no place here, but it definitely eats up five minutes of runtime, so why well, not? It, it,
2: should, should we point out quickly now that this is, that this is based off a German poem?
0: Based uh, off a German on- poem, and more specifically, it was based off of The Sorcerer's Apprentice part of Fantasia.
2: Which was based off the German poem, yeah. There we that's, go. that's what I meant, yeah, to get there. Yeah. But uh, oddly enough, here's a fun fact, because I'm sure this won't come up on the quiz, but when this movie was released in Germany... They failed to capitalize on the fact that it was named after that poem, so they actually gave it a, a different German translation as a title instead of using the title of the poem.
0: Yeah, I believe I read I, <laughs> they called it just Wizard Duel. I'm like, or something like that. Yeah, you I'm know, like, what, that's probably fair.
2: But still, I'm like, come on, it's it was the source material was German. You could have used the title of the poem. It was it was in the public domain. Could have done it,
0: and they didn't. They didn't. Uh, but after this. Dave and Horvath or Dave and Balthazar have a bit of a falling out. Dave leaves to the lab to go visit Becky, wherein Horvath and Drake show up, attack Balthazar, take the Grimhold, uh, don't kill Balthazar because Dave shows up and Dave saves Balthazar in a in a final turnaround. So great job, guys! Uh, and then mm-hmm. we get the magic car chase, uh, but the bad guys get away with the Grimhold.
2: Which this also recycles the the mirror. It's yes, cool. And, you
3: know
0: I mean, it's it's a fun scene.
1: It was but... it was good popcorn action. It was a good popcorn
2: yeah. action scene. Lots of lots of big set piece type
0: things. It, it works. For yeah, um,
1: this movie got better reviews than National Treasure too. So, yeah,
0: and I don't <laughs> know if you th- mentioned that. That Jaffy feels Cash. like damning with faint praise.
2: <laughs> well, but those movies made a buttload of money, and I'd like to point out because I don't think you mentioned it, and if you did, I apologize. I'll repeat it. This is basically the same director and I think the writers from the National Treasure movie. It like, was the yeah, like, same director. We, yeah, these guys are like, hey, let's we we could, let's just do a, a and Mick Cage wanted to do a magic movie like a Merlin movie, so it's like hey guys, let's let's try this and you know we'll get Disney to sign on and obviously the the, the blow must have been flowing because like yeah, the
0: wizards. Dave promises to focus and to help Balthazar defeat the Morganians. Horvath betrays Drake and steals his powers. He then releases the next Morganian from the doll, Abigail Williams, a witch from Salem who kidnaps back Becky. Horvath then immediately steals that witch's powers as well and sets up a trap for our heroes who just blindly walk right into it. Uh, Horvath threatens to kill Becky if Dave doesn't give him the ring. Dave does, and to the amazement of everyone, Horvath doesn't just kill everyone. I guess he's a man of his word. He, that would be beneath him to just straight up murder them. I don't sure. know why he doesn't, but he doesn't. He just kind of leaves. He's got mm-hmm. the Grimhold. He's got the all the rings and stuff. So
2: I, I, I just at this point in the movie, the fights get super derivative.
0: Like it's like it turns okay. into a lot of magical shooty balls at each other.
2: Yep, and then also th- at this point in the film, you realize that uh, Horvath has the uncanny ability of just locating anyone anywhere and showing up there like his 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 ability to he turns into michael myers he just appears <laughs> he's constantly I mean, there in fairness where, where, wherever he needs, he is to be. a wizard he is a wizard but you just don't see you never see that like uh the technique of his mobility whatever is enabling his mobility he just turns into michael myers by the end of the movie well uh wizard teleportation Sure, to no, I, it's I, I mean, you can hand-wave it away, but it's kind of like, he's constantly there. Wherever he needs to be, he's there. To, he's to, to his to, credit, the, the there's movie, like the movie four, has to movie.
1: There's four locations in the whole movie, so it's not that hard to, be, to figure out where to go. <laughs> yeah, Listen, to, you to never know
0: what Alfred Molina has got up his old wizard sleeve. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sure. All right, uh, so the climax is at Battery Park, uh, where using the power rings Horvath has taken from the other Morganians and also Dave... He is able to free Morgana in the form of Veronica, who immediately begins to cast the Rising. Uh, Cage shows up to fight him. Ringless Dave straps a Tesla coil to the front of of. I keep interchanging Horvath and Balthazar. It's just I wish there was a smaller, less frustrating way to refer to well, both of them.
2: I, I just like to point out that I feel like a lot of these terms, like the Prime Merlinian and the Balthazar, that's like first draft shit yeah
3: those
2: are those are placeholders you you needed yeah. to workshop those names this is basically every fantasy novel that's not super popular yeah. i i get it it's a little cheesy but it's just like i mean for 200 million dollars or whatever they spend on this movie like 150 50,
0: 150
2: yeah i've read G- give the writers
0: another million dollars and, and you know
2: yeah i'm thinking for 200 250 grand, 250 grand. Just Let's just workshop the
0: names anyway. Yeah. Uh, So Dave straps a Tesla coil to the front of Balthazar's car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And races to go help him. Uh, Dave sends Becky to move some satellite dishes around because as we had mentioned previously, that's helping Morgana cast the rising because why not? That's just what they said. It doesn't yeah, make sense. Who cares? It's, it's,
2: it's like an
1: amplification array yeah. or something.
2: Yeah. yeah that, that, that's
0: that's that what's happening take, in the movie because uh, that's what they said is happening in the movie. wouldn't
1: take forever for her to go from skyscraper to skyscraper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess.
0: Uh, the final wizard fight happens and it looks like Balthazar is lost until Dave shows up and zaps Horvath with the Tesla coil uh, where he promptly exits the movie. <laughs> It's exits,
2: just, exit right stage. Yep. Yeah,
0: he just exits, and now they're fighting Morgana. Uh, Balthazar draws Morgana out of Veronica and tries to do it into himself, intending to be trapped in the Grimhold. They don't do that, so now they have to fight Morgana, who immediately kills Balthazar because she has some sense, but Dave is able to protect himself and, and Veronica without the ring using magic, demonstrating he is, in fact, the prime Merlinian, the chosen one, yes. and
2: and of course he Arise, does
0: Merlin yeah, he, Prime.
2: He's got the, you got the touch.
0: Um, you got the
2: power, but yeah. uh, a- a- also you know he does use the uh electricity and the Tesla coils yes. to do this, right? And and you were already told earlier in the film because Balthazar warned him when he did the whole. Uh, the the Fantasia scene that he could have electrocuted himself and that's like the wizard's number one weakness is, is you know electricity
0: getting zapped so, yeah so he does use his wizard powers to turn all the lamps in Battery Park into Tesla coils and that right, does yeah. defeat Morgana mm-hmm But if it's a wizard weakness, he does use lightning powers to zap Balthazar back to life with magic CPR. Don't ask questions.
2: Don't ask not that kind of movie. Not that kind of movie. That was just that hey, I mean, wizard hearts, maybe maybe just just enough, you know. Just kind of like a little bit of cocaine, okay. Too much cocaine, bad. This movie. (laughs) A little bit of electricity, good. Too much electricity, bad.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, well, either way, uh, our heroes win. They get their respected girls. Evil is defeated. The end. But in a post credit scene, we see the wizard hat from the Sorcerer's Apprentice cartoon and yes. Horvath retrieving his bowler hat where he will not return for a sequel because this did not make enough money. No. <laughs> All right. Overall, what did you guys think? Let's start with Thunderous Wizard. Where, where, what did you make of, of the Sorcerer's Apprentice?
1: Well, I saw this in theaters. I've seen it a couple times. Wow!
0: I I, cannot read mine, so did not know that. Well, huge uh, uh,
1: cage fan, as you guys know. Sure. Uh, This is two enjoyment beers, one pain beer. It has a lot of editing issues, like even some of the cooler stuff, like the dragon in Chinatown. Like the editing of that scene is just bad. And of course, we, we mentioned the intro, so we don't have to talk about that again. But like, there's some directorial issues here that I don't know if there's like a lot of stuff that is just not in the movie.
0: For me, they seemed to over-explain certain things and yeah. under-explain certain other things. Like, yeah. there's yeah, there are a handful of I think really fun ideas. Like a magic car race through New York City sounds really fucking cool until you watch it and you're like. So it's just a regular car race, except they get put into the mirror dimension for about a minute. Yeah. And they, sw- it's, they swap cars at some and, point.
1: And the way it's edited, it just doesn't work. Like it could be so cool. It, it's, a, it's a lot of half ideas that, Yeah, uh, but Nicolas Cage is fun. I like, I, obviously I love Melina. So yeah, two, two enjoyment beers, one pain beer. Okay. Fair enough. Chumzilla. I'll give it two
2: pain beers, one enjoyment beer. Um, it's very much a popcorn movie. It's not like heavy viewing, I, you know. I just for me, it got boring. the The duels between uh, Molina and uh, Cage and what's his face, and then when Campbell showed up, like they just got repetitive. Like they introduced a couple of new spells, but the stakes never really they never really built the stakes. Like there was no great loss in the movie. Like it just it just kind of built and built to the climax you never like you never had like that moment like oh no it was a turning point it just it just felt like it was just a kind of a steady progression to an, to an end battle so it was a little you know it kind of didn't really build the stakes it just hit a bunch of yeah. it, it, pl- it plateaued in the middle and took a slight uptick at the end and i also think too like you know they framed it the whole movie is framed on these two relationships Cage and his love interest, Dave, uh, whatever that guy's name is, and his love interest. Neither one of them really pay off in the end. They just, like you said in your description, they just kind of get the girls.
0: They, they, they have to get the, bad the girl guy. because they're the heroes. That's what because happens that's, in these movies.
2: Yeah, you know, and what? It's like, and, and that's like the whole like through line of the movie that that's supposed to be the parallel between the two protagonists. They yeah. both, they, they both had, but yeah, it just like again, it was like it was like a shitty Star Wars movie. It's like with like Jedi's that with forbidden love kind of thing. It's like I there was there was something there they just didn't capitalize
1: on. Just just remember, yeah. I mean this is 2 years after Iron Man, right? But like yeah. Disney still has a huge problem with trying to create franchises that aren't directly tied to these things they bought that were existing IPs.
0: Oh, yeah. for sure. I mean, it's funny because this movie to me, it like it's visually interesting, but it occupies this weird space Between like late 90s, 2000s action movies and the 2010s boom of the superhero movies, particularly Marvel movies. And it does both of what those things do worse, worst, the most like it's the worst version of both of those where all the action movie stuff feels like, all right, this is getting a little repetitive, guys. You got to do something else and they still haven't quite nailed down the, the Marvel formula or the Marvel style where it's kind of fun and it builds to a big climax, and it it just doesn't come together. For me, This I'm with Chumzilla. I think this is a two-pain, one-enjoyment. It's not that long. It's like an hour and a half. It's an hour and hour 40, 40 minutes. So, it, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's hours. over pretty quickly, but I don't hmm. know.
2: For the most part, it moves pretty quick.
0: Yeah. It, it, I think it, it drags it, in the middle pretty hard
2: it could drag it, a little bit sure. it, it it drags but it's not doesn't drag for long it's but it not, does you you feel the drag but it picks right back up
1: it's not Pirates of the Caribbean no. but it's also not the haunted mansion
0: and it's also not Lone Ranger so yeah. so, so like it, oh my god that's that's a good point
1: here's my
2: biggest compliment for this movie
0: it seemed to know what it was
2: I'm, it, not, I'm I, not sure I, I agree. I, I do. It was. It was supposed to be a dumb, fun movie,
1: and well, it I was. Think, I think Nicholas Cage knew what he wanted it to be, and I think Alfred Molina knew what he wanted to do. Yeah,
3: it, it, but it the was, writing
1: it, and directing not there. Like it's just well, not. Like I no, I I wouldn't go that far. I, I think the editing hurt it. I
2: think the writing could have been sharper. I agree there, but but no, I, mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is the movie is a little bit melodramatic, but I think that was the point. Here's my big knock on it. Honestly, I think some of the character design was rather poor. Like, I think the, the wardrobe work, I don't think I've ever commented on the wardrobe work in a film that we've done on this pod until now. Nick Cage had the most uninteresting costume work I think I've ever seen in any of his films.
0: He, he's designed to look like Harry Dresden, the the, the wizard from the Dresden Files.
2: Yeah, I mean, but it's it just it was it was it was dark. It was monotone. It it, it did nothing. It didn't look good on the screen. He 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 just he I he, looked, mean, he was a, weird. He was wearing a duster the whole time. Like they they just did nothing visually with his character. In fact, I would argue, uh. Molina's M-Mole- was a little cheesy. Back to my, me- he looked like fucking Snidely Whiplash. Which okay, that's a design choice. I understand that. that that's a visual choice you're making. But the characters, the way they they could have done something visually that would have made them more interesting, that might have added to their performances. Like they I, tried I, with I, they tried yeah. with Toby Kebbell, which was clearly a reference to Chris Angel. But like this is this could have been a more stylized movie. I think it would have helped it. It would have made it. Because again, the movie wasn't super serious and
1: they could have used that I, in the I, visual language. I think you're missing the largest point. Okay. I, I, I like Jay Burchell. We all think he's very funny. I like Goon. I think it's a great movie. He's a great comedic person. Yeah. And, and he you should have been the everyman. You can't hinge your franchise on a guy that nobody thinks is cool. Like, no, but that's, that's the point, though. I'm fine with that. No, 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 I, no. I, Pirates works because it also, like, uh, Orlando Bloom would attract other people to the movie. Orlando mm-hmm. Bloom's the everyman. And he's not as cool as Jack Sparrow, but he's a, also super no, handsome. Orlando Bloom
2: is not an everyman. Well, Double he is shit. in that movie. Of course he is. He's the poor Captain Cash. Fan. Captain Cash. So no, he's not, he's not, he is not an everyman. You
3: don't
0: but, you're, a, but you're missing the point. That's the role. He's the and, straight man. Yeah. He's the straight man that, uh, um, and he is your, your POV into a yeah. lot of it. So and in this yeah, I can kind of see that. I,
2: I wouldn't call him an everyman, it's, but it's Orlando Bloom. That's, yeah, that's, that's like saying Tom that's Cruise the, is your everyman. No,
1: that's the point of the role. The point of he's the that, role is he's. This is the thankless role, but it will bring audiences because he is a marketable name. That's fair. No, Jay Baruchel is absolutely not marketable in any way. Nicholas Cage I is don't older. Know. He's playing a wizened wizard. He's in a weird yep. costume. They needed like a handsome young lead to play this character to attract a different set of the audience. who Who is a Jay Burrishall fan? is like, gotta go see that movie. They wouldn't right. because this is totally opposite of anything he does. So, it is so him give, essentially selling out to, to get big and it backfired.
2: Well, well, that's, well, that's fair. I mean, get paid, young buck, get paid. So give me your dream casting for that role then. Who's your dream, Dave?
1: Jeez, I don't know. Like in Thomas, 2010, like
0: Dave Thomas, he just he did so much for you know adopted kids and yeah. all them Wendy's restaurants.
1: Uh, you know, like Channing Tatum, I don't know, but that's who that's uh, who you. I get. mean,
0: I mean it's t- 2010. Uh, you'd have gotten uh, Taylor Kitsch.
1: Yeah, I was just wow. gonna say
2: John Carter,
1: uh, Again, Ryan Reynolds, same, same deal. Yeah, uh, eh,
0: Ryan I Ryan Reynolds would have been too old. I think. Yeah, he's a little old. In twenty ten, I don't no, think that worked. He's in his forties, yeah. so. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but
1: you know, uh, uh, like Jonathan that's the, Thomas. He wasn't uh, still popular then, but sure. I, Chevy Chase, <laughs> like, what? Fuck,
2: I'd watch right. that. I'd watch Honestly, Chevy Chase and Nick Cage. Holy shit! That might be a lot of,
0: That that might be a lot of fun actually. For me, you know what this movie reminded me of more than anything else. Mask of Zorro. Oh fuck. Like, think about it. They've got like the younger apprentice that has his own foil that may or may not have like a connection to the individual. I get I don't know. Uh, it yeah, felt no, like called- magical mask of Zorro to me.
1: Uh yeah,
2: hold
0: on.
1: Yeah, no, I'm
0: gonna
1: have now. I'm with that. I think that movie's a lot better than this one, but they're both. Oh, it's a will, it's much yeah. better
0: than this one, but you know. All right, we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we are going to talk a couple more lingering questions that we have uh, but let's hear from the folks over at hop nation usa
1: hey everyone this is steve
0: and this is adam and we're part of the hop nation usa podcast pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast join us
1: every friday for new beer reviews
0: we'll talk about the news history and homebrewing
1: Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy
0: hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Welcome back to Hops and Box Office Flops. We are talking the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Uh, we just got a couple lingering questions after having gone through the plot with you guys. The first question is, is this some of Nick Cage's best wig work i say yes
1: i say yes too i i don't agree with trump still about the costumes i liked his look in this movie i liked his wig
0: it's his best wig
1: i've seen some bad cage wigs
0: he's got a lot of bad wigs this is a good cage wig it's a good look for him
2: i will admit the wig is fine i found his costume design to be
0: lacking but the wig was fine it is very mel gibson famed uh, but,
2: anti-semite mel
1: gibson yes
0: yes famed anti-semite mel gibson but i mean it you know it does uh, work for gage i think it looks good all right famed morganian mel gibson <laughs> Yeah, there we go yes uh so then the next question as we've talked about this is based on a fantasia short other than night on bald mountain because that's what everybody would pick which other short deserves its own movie
1: Okay, well, I'm going to leave this to you two because I have not seen Fantasia since I was a wee lad. So I have no idea what I would pick.
0: Not but a wee lad. Well, I know they can't do the centaur one because there's definitely a racist depiction of a black centaur. So not that Mm, one.
2: Yeah, not that one. I think I would do like the Rite of Spring, I believe. I think that's the one that like goes through the formation of the planet ends with the
0: uh, end of the dinosaurs. I believe that is correct. Yes, you'd always have a good dinosaur movie.
2: I would go with that one, yeah. I think you could do another equally traumatizing dinosaur movie in the vein of The Land Before Time.
0: I can see that. Uh, I, for me, I would go with Fantasia's 2000. The, I forget what the title is, but it's um, a bunch of whales swimming around, and there's a baby whale. I mm. feel like you make a movie. Yeah, so, a family the songs whale of the movie. Whale. Yeah, songs yeah. of the Whale. Yeah. Isn't that
1: a Star Trek movie?
0: I mean, maybe it is.
1: Where's the one where they hear the whales the humpback? That's whales? 4.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um and then last question, do how do you feel like these wizard duels stack up against some of the other wizard duels we've seen throughout the years? I I think they're better than almost all of Harry Potter, which basically just also turned into lasers at each other, minus the Dumbledore Voldemort duel at the end of 4. But Still not as good as Dr. Strange.
1: Okay. Well, first off. Fair enough. Here's what I'll say. I actually really like some of the tricks, the Hungarian reverse mirror, the stuff in the car. I like when the uh, Chinese wizard sorcerer throws the uh, acupuncture needles at him. So there's some cool things in here that I really enjoy. The dragon, the giant metal eagle. I would say Harry Potter's four through the end. So there's seven books, there's eight movies. There's some really intense like back and forth uh, that, and the special effects are just they far exceed uh, by the end of the, that series, th- this movie. So I would go with those, and and I don't think any of it tops Doctor Strange on Titan.
0: Yeah, I love versus that one.
1: Thanos. I think that's incredible. I think that sequence is maybe my favorite Marvel sequence ever. Uh it's it's as wizard there, fights go, yeah. Like yeah. that's insanely good. Uh very creative use of his powers there,
2: yeah. Like yeah. V- visually. I'm not I'm not just saying like you're taking stuff from the comics and the way they were to to, to express that visually with yeah, that, that was that was pretty cool.
1: But these are fun Cause... enough.
2: What about you, Chumzilla? where's it rank for you? You think? Uh, I'll make a bit of a caveat here. This movie definitely had the best wizard fights I've ever seen that featured Nicolas Cage. So it's got that going for it. Have you seen but, Season of the Witch? Uh, no. But oh. I'm going to I'm still going to give this movie the nod just You're based on my out. instincts. But yeah, you know, Doctor Strange, the first Doctor Strange movie didn't blow me away. Honestly, I I think, you know, like adjusted for inflation, it's probably not that much better. There are some definite similarities between the two in terms of the, the power sets and some of like the, the hokey spells and all that, the mirror dimension. and There's a mirror dimension in this movie too, yada, yada, yada. But yeah, no, you know, the, the Titan fights better. And then if you do watch uh, multiverse of madness, uh, that just takes the Dr. Strange trippiness to another level. So as far as I'm concerned, that is the benchmark now for weird magic, you know, mind fuck fights.
3: You know, oh, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's,
2: that's, that's where the bar lives now now I know you know you haven't seen it yet T-dubs Captain Cash has so Captain Cash do you agree or am I way off base here
0: uh, I think there's a fair amount of fun in both I still stand with Thunderous Wizard on the fight on Titan to me is has been peak Doctor Strange uses weird Doctor Strange powers uh... but 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 I, I can see how uh, an argument could be made for Multiverse of Madness. Okay. Listener, fair. what do I'll you t- think? I'll take that. Where, uh, where do you come down on these wizard fights versus other yeah. wizard fights? Leave us a comment. Yeah, was, T-Dubs, this should
2: be an official hops and box office flops tweet. We need to know. Okay. We need to pull right. well, we, our, our, our dozen of audience All I'm going to say is,
1: is the mirror dimension in Doctor Strange loses like 160 points. And I guess Doctor Strange would be a Hufflepuff because he's kind of a bitch. He can't. He's be a, a Ravenclaw,
0: obviously. <laughs> but Slytherin, the, Slytherin. The
1: fact that he was like outbrained in his own dimension by the dumbest high school smart high school student Peter Parker of all time, who never weighs the cost of his actions and immediately loses a fight in his own dimension, it's like, nah, man, you're you're totally a Hufflepuff.
2: It's not. <laughs> not his own. It's not his own dimension. It is odd dimension. And Spider-Man is pretty fucking cool. So he does I think say that's... you're in my world
1: now, grandma. But the ma- the, the, the magic world. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he gets yeah. his ass kicked by, by the Pythagorean theorem. It's like, are you kidding me?
0: That was... All right.
1: Ah, I
2: okay. Let's let's agree to disagree. We're gonna take a quick reps.
0: break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk sorcerer's apprentice trivia, or as I'm choosing to call it, the sorcerer's trivia challenge. But until then, (laughs)
2: let's.
0: The Primer (laughs) Trivial Challenge. All right. But first, let's hear from our brothers over at the Double Turn Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Boss Ross.
1: And I'm the J-Man, and we're the Double Turn Podcast. Every
2: Friday, we bring you the best in pro wrestling talk.
1: Whether it's previews and reviews on pay-per-view events, discussing the hottest topics in pro wrestling, or bringing you a look back to some of the best matches and moments in history.
2: We have it all for you. So check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app.
1: And you can also give us a follow on Instagram at the Double Turn Podcast.
2: And we will catch you. On the flip side.
0: Welcome back to Hops and Box. Uh, We are closing up the episode with our prime Merlinian trivia challenge or the Sorcerer's trivia challenge, whatever you choose to call it. Uh, we have our standard five question multiple choices to chime in. Give us knuckle bump or I can read minds uh, or any of the pod standards. You guys will be playing for one of the holds. Oh, hell yeah.
1: Who's in it though?
0: Uh, that that you're gonna have to find out for yourself. Will I it kill you? Maybe. Maybe I it'll hope, trap you in it. I You'll hope just have to find Chris out. Angel. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> no one can trap the mind freak. No one. Oh, Toby Kemmel. <laughs> lock his ass in there for what he did. To Technically, a,
1: wasn't sure. his That's Doctor his Doom anymore. in a Hole?
0: <laughs> Should have been. I actually, I actually think his Doctor
2: Doom created the Hold
0: to keep the other fantastic. For in I mean Dr.
2: Dr. Doom is a master of the dark mystical arts. That's a That's good point. S- I mean, let's face
1: he it. He Could have done whatever was in his little dimension was just like a just like the other side of a of a butthole. just <laughs>
0: so. gimp suits, nothing yeah. but gimp suits. It's ah, <laughs> jumping gimp into the way down. <laughs> it's gimp suits all the way down. Uh <laughs> all right. Question one in our Sorcerer's Trivia challenge. Nick Cage's character. As we said, his name Balthazar Blake. What was his character's name in the original Fantasia short? Was it Mickey, Merlin, Jan Roth, or Yen Sid? Bob. All right. Thunder's Wizard. Merlin. That is incorrect. Yes. Uh, Chumzilla. Arts and Tarts. I'm going with C. C, Jan Roth. You are incorrect. <clears throat> the correct answer was Yen Sid or Disney spelled backwards real original disney yeah that was the name of the sorcerer in the sorcerer's apprentice yeah fuck you walt (laughs) famous anti-sentiment walt disney anywho uh allegedly 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 please please don't send our your lawyers after us Uh, uh two who is the narrator in the opening exposition hint he does not appear anywhere else in the film. Is it A, John Hurt? Is it B, Ian McShane? Is it C, Charles Dance? Or is it D, Anthony Hopkins? First, First and starts. Uh, I'm going to give that to T.W.
1: Well, it is a Hellboy actor. It's just from the shitty Hellboy movie. It's Ian McShane.
0: It is, in fact, Ian McShane. All right. One point to you. Thunderous Wizard.
1: Instead of Professor Broom, he's Professor Mop.
0: That's- that no, that, yeah. Whoa, whoa. Just <laughs> that's blew that's, my that's, mind.
2: That checks out. Wow. Yeah.
0: All right. Number three director John Turtletob is an old hand at Disney films. Which other Disney family classic did he not direct? Oh boy. Was it a. Three Ninjas. Was it B, Cool Runnings? Was it C, Disney's the Kid? Or was it D, Mighty Ducks 2? Which one did he not direct? Arts and Tarts. All right, Thunder's Wizard.
1: Mighty Ducks 2.
0: That is correct. Mighty Ducks 2. He did not direct Mighty Ducks 2. I know my ducks.
1: Quack, quack, quack. Is, Is this thing not on? you lost. We can hear you. You've lost, Morgana. You, you you
2: play that tape back and see who answered first. That's all I want to say.
1: All right, fair all enough. I want to say is you're a slow answering bitch, and I'm up two to zip.
0: <laughs> I just think it's amazing that this one dude directed Three Ninjas, Cool Running, and Disney's The Kid. I I had no idea that I, I was, knew there he did one guy, Disney's The Kid, but I knew he didn't do Ducks. I
1: didn't know he did the other two. No, yeah,
2: no, I, yeah I did. I did. I checked his Wikipedia page because, like, what else is this guy done? No, no, Probably it's, it's
1: Wikipedia. Yeah, we, but
2: I was just surprised. Like, what? oh, this is the guy that did cool runnings?
0: No way. Yeah, exactly. Pretty wild. All right. Uh, yeah. Number four. Still saying a chance, Chumzilla. you can tie it up. Okay. Who wrote the music piece mm. for The Sorcerer's Apprentice? Was it A, Paul Dukas? Was it B, Igor Stravinsky? Was it C, Johann Bach? Or was it D, Peter Illich? Or Piotr. And tarts. I, think I think it's B. And Igor Servinsky. That is incorrect, sir. No! Thunder's okay. wizard?
1: Uh who? Uh, knuckle bump.
0: Uh, D. D. Piotr Illich. That is incorrect. It was Paul Dukas. Paul well, Ducas was the writer. All right, well. <laughs> Thunderous Wizard, you have clinched this. So, Chumzilla, this is basically to keep you from being shut out and to hold on to your dignity. Okay. And I assume if you get shut out, we have to lock you in the Grimhold. So, probably avoid that.
1: At okay. least in the well, urn.
0: At least, yeah, 10 years. 10, ten years, years seems fair for a 10 years a of hard labor. You know yep. what? I that's uh, volunteered. Okay. Uh, number five. During the filming of the Magic Car Chase... One of the Ferraris used in the chase lost control and crashed into which chain pizzeria in Times Square causing minor injuries to two people. Was it A, a Sabaro? Was it B a Papa John's? Was it C a Pizza Hut? Or was it D Shakey's pizza?
2: Knucklebomb. Knucklebomb.
0: Oh, that's gonna be Thunderous Wizard. Sabaros. It was a Sabaros. Yeah. Well, what can I tell you, Chumzilla? Hop in the urn. You done got shut shut out. out. I'll see you blokes in about, uh, you know, five to ten. Assuming there's still a planet in five to ten.
1: One of those cars was Nicolas Cage's car that he basically donated for the film's use.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I think that his magical car that he gets is his car. That's Nick Cage's car. He's like, hey, as long as we're here, might as well do this, right? So, congratulations to the Thunderous Wizard. Uh, You'll get your Grimhold in the mail. um, And Chumzilla, I guess, uh, hop in the urn. I said I'll see you guys later. See you in 10. Peace.
2: I'm out. All right.
0: Well, that brings us to the end, and now we're going to do recommendations. So, let's talk about what you're into and what you're interested in. Chumzilla, what are you going to recommend this week? Well, I'm glad you're asking me to go first because I
2: can say with a supreme level of confidence that if you have not seen Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, go do it right now. Even if you're not a huge MCU fan, if you're a Sam Raimi fan, if you are a horror, sci fi, weird movie fan, go see that. It's amazing. It's surprisingly dark for a Marvel film. It's, it's, you know, I'm still kind of processing it. I probably need to see it again, but it might be a top ten Marvel movie in my
0: opinion. Okay, Um, high praise.
2: It's not perfect. It's not perfect, but if you take the care, uh, the character of, uh, uh, you know, Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, and drag her through the MCU films, and then through WandaVision, put her into this, and then this movie takes it to literally another level it's nuts it is nuts all the performances are solid it introduces some interesting elements to the mcu um it, it, yeah and i hate to say it but it has some we joked about in the cold open it does have some similarities to this film which is kind of funny because there they, are some
0: parallels
2: what is old is new again but no you know it's it's, it's not a, a the narrative is not incredibly novel but It's a Sam Raimi film, and it is Raimi to the max. If you like Evil Dead, if you like Army of Darkness, if you like Spider-Man 2, this movie has all of that in it. And it's got, uh, you know, Doctor Strange, The Scarlet Witch, and uh, America Chavez. It's, 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 It's worth seeing. Check it out. T Dubs, you gotta see it, brother. You gotta see it. Well, it's great. Uh,
1: I'm just telling you, I'm I'm more excited for the rom-com follow-up, the multiverse of sadness. So
2: this movie does not end on a high note.
0: Yeah. Multiverse of badness, multiverse of it's, Gladness.
1: There's no, one it, about frat brothers called the Multiverse of Chadness. So oh oh yeah, yeah no yeah. Uh-huh. should be good should be uh, good. There's
0: a there's a similar one, but it's uh, in England. It's the Multiverse of Ladness. Ladness.
2: Yes. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. The best part of this movie is when Tom Cruise, dry humps Madison Cawthorn.
0: It's amazing. Yeah.
2: Making while making noises.
0: a cocktail.
1: Yeah. mm mm-hmm. <laughs> Law. I'm going to try hump you.
0: It's just mind blowing. It's mind blowing. All right. Thunder's wizard. What is your recommendation this week?
1: Okay. So I said I would recommend a whole bunch of Francis Ford Coppola slash Nicholas Cage movies or Nicholas Coppola movies. So the Cotton Club Encore, it was available to rent for free, not anymore. So you got to rent it for three 99, but the Cotton Club was a 1984 period piece. About uh, clubs in Harlem, in New York, in during the Harlem Renaissance of so 20s, 30s, New York, uh, and it's, I guess, the original version which I haven't seen was sort of a disaster. It was a box office bomb, and it was critically maligned. But Encore, Francis Ford Coppola spent millions of dollars of his own money to restore a bunch of old footage that was cut out of the film because apparently the studio told him uh there's too many black people in your movie
0: there are too many black people in your movie about the harlem renaissance yes so he
1: he had shot all this incredible footage of gregory hines and his brother doing tap dancing routines at the cotton club and a lot of that was cut and it's all restored it's all back it looks really magnificent still and the movie I, i think has some weak plot points but uh richard Gere's in it as a young uh jazz musician um My girl, Diane Lane, is in it. Gregory Hines, of course, who is a masterful tap dancer uh, Mm. slash actor. Uh, uh, Short hair Raiden, James Remar, is in it as as the Dutchman. I'm
0: sorry, this pod recognizes only one Raiden, Christopher Lambert. (laughs) Uh, So so
1: it's a good move. Bob Hoskins is in it. I um, ah, gotta hey. love Hoskins We'll take <laughs> Hoskins any day of the week The cast is stacked and, and Nick Cage plays Richard Gere's brother who gets into deep With uh, the gang of Dutch Schultz who's played by James Remar And it's a, it's a really cool look at uh, Black culture In this period of time where They were celebrated as entertainers But they weren't looked at as equals amidst the backdrop of like Wild gang violence in New York and it's really cool that he was able to restore a lot of what he shot, particularly the tap dancing stuff. So check it out. The Cotton Club cool. Encore.
0: Yeah. Uh, nice. My recommendation is going to be for a thing I haven't seen yet, but I'm really excited to see. And by the time this pod drops, I'll be able to watch it at home. I want to go see the Northman, Or rather, go see... I want to sit in my home and watch the Northmen. Uh, it will be available to rent on streaming, and I am going to do that. I like Vikings. And... Stars guards, scars guards, stars guards.
1: guards. Yeah, oh, which one is you, it? He loves it. You know what's funny is that his name was Keith Eric, Sutherland, Eric Northman it, in True in Blood. True Blood.
2: <laughs> it, it, it's 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 uh, Kiefer Sutherland.
1: Where's McCheese to back me up on this? No, no. Nor no. To
0: Keith Sutherland. Kiefer
1: Sutherland plays the district attorney in the Batman. <laughs> That's his doppelganger.
2: Batman,
0: you well, no, Batman went. uh Batman well that's peter
1: sarsgaard without the case sarsgaard
0: sarsgaard all right there we go yeah, yeah, also yeah, 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 the guy the guy from thor that's sure, his dad yes sure,
1: sure yeah
0: Sure. yes all right well Ru- <laughs> thank you for listening everybody remember you can find the show on facebook twitter and instagram at hops and Flops. you can find myself on most of your social media at c-a-p-t-c-a-s-h Thunder wizard can be found at writer tlk and of course Chumpzilla can be found on Twitter at Chumpzilla8 uh, if you enjoy the show make sure to leave us a review uh, be sure to like share and subscribe and connect with us on social media tell us which wizard duel was the best wizard duel and look I know some of you are going to say Gandalf and Saruman and it's just a bunch of old guys gesturing at each other that doesn't count Yeah, the movies running around, around on the is, floor everybody.
1: like one of the three stooges
0: yes lemon party <laughs> anyway uh, next week we, so this was the end of our uh, hops and cage match flops series next week we're going to be starting our hops and blood sucking flops where we'll examine some less than successful pictures featuring a Dracula or two and a
1: Jared and- Leto <laughs> oh no
0: and ultimately a Jared Leto yes we are going to do Morbius I can't At, why?
2: That that movie made so much money. I can't understand why.
0: So I, as far as I know, uh, everyone loved that movie and it yes. made three trillion dollars. I it all doesn't the make money by here's all that, accounts.
2: Here's that my favorite all the uh, money.
1: Here's my favorite box office stat of maybe the last decade. That the lost uh, city as that was called with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, lost made city. more money domestically than Morbius and Fantastic Beasts three. So this this movie, which I, which is cool because it is a new, it's a it's a fresh idea, but these tentpole things that are supposed to be franchise bull or already franchises, got smoked by a movie about <laughs> Channing Tatum being Fabio. <laughs> yeah. Well, no,
2: well let's not. be fa- let's be fair here though. Hold on, Fantastic Beasts lost their biggest star in Johnny Depp.
0: Think how much money it would have made, though, if it had Morbius in it, though.
1: Oh, yeah. What about this?
0: Oh, my God. Fantastic
1: Feces and where to find it. Johnny (laughs) Depp's bed, that's where. (laughs) Oh,
2: oh. that's the joke, folks, right there. But seriously, though, I'm not surprised, though, T-Dubs, because uh, Fantastic Beasts lost Depp, which hurts. And then Morbius is a movie that literally no one asked
0: for. I mean, in fairness, the last all. Fantastic Beasts sucked. And Badly. Did it? oh God. Did it? Yeah. bad. Yeah. So there were they did not have a lot of goodwill to carry it through. And, oh see, and I've yes, never
2: seen those movies. So yeah, okay.
0: You know what I want in my vampire movie with Spider-Man? Not to have Spider-Man in my Spider-Man vampire movie. Oh, okay. Cool. Or or blade at least. And a minimum blade. All right. Well, that's gonna be it for tonight, everybody. Stay safe.